Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 143. We are back down in the basement. One of us is not feeling great. Correct? Yeah. Throat's bothering you? Yeah. So coming down here and talking about wrestling for two hours is... Exactly what I needed. Exactly what you needed. We're going to pause and I'll make you a smoothie at some point, we decided. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's the hot weather that's making you sick. Is that that? <laughs> I'm just, Is that I'm just that trying works? to. That's my awkward segue into the weather in southern Ontario has been amazing for three days. We skipped spring, right? And it was straight to summer for some reason. Mm-hmm. Although apparently it's dropping back down. Short lived. Like it almost got to 30 today, 30 degrees Celsius, which is, I don't know, Fahrenheit. Which I don't know, Fahrenheit to our American listeners. Was that? What's the rule? Oh, is that the American thing? What's the rule? Something like times two plus 30? I have no so idea. So probably around 90. A bit I, less, maybe. I don't know the difference. I think there's that, that's some sort of... Was Fahrenheit like the American one? Yes. It's like miles, kilometers, or whatever. Correct, basically. Yeah, so it's been super hot here. Um, where you attend school and where I work, they're not turning the air conditioning on yet, so it's nope. been rather warm. Do you have classes upstairs? Super hot, right? Pretty much, yeah. Last two days, yeah, have been... Two or three days have been really hot, so and I then, don't know. And uh, then gym. And for me, I know you were upset about it, too. The Raptors are out of the play-in, lost the play-in play game. Season is over. Played terrible in the second half. We're up like 19 in the first half and then decided to miss all their free throws and turn the ball over a million times. So I was angry. I was yeah, not happy. Sounds fun. It wasn't fun. but So their season's done. The Blue Jays are looking pretty decent, so that's nice. Sports, got any, any input on sports? Um, That baseball game was too long. Oh, we watched with Grandma and, and Grandpa? I didn't like it. I know you didn't, but that's okay. Hancock so, kept posting on a story, great game, and I was like, no. So he actually watches baseball? Plays baseball. I know he plays it, but your brother plays basketball. He doesn't watch a ton. Well, YouTube clips and stuff he does. He doesn't sit and watch games with me too often. Uh, uh, weird. But anyways, yeah, so he's got to practice in a game, and then Provincial's next weekend for him, so we'll be off in the Niagara area, which means you get to go where, probably? Uh, uh, wait, what? We're at Provincials next weekend for your brother's basketball. Okay, so which store are we referring to in this case? Which one is which one is when we go to Niagara Falls? Oh, the weird one? I don't know. What's the weird one? The one with a bunch of figures in the back? You don't know the name of it? No, not that one. Bounty Hunter? Yeah, Bounty Hunter. That's in Hamilton. Yeah, on the way to Niagara Falls. Oh, right, no, okay, no, right, on, I got it, yeah. Okay, yeah, So, yeah, I, I don't know, a, a figure store you love and that, that uh, who else loves it? Um, Page? Is it Ethan Page? right mm-hmm. has been there and i think myers and cardona i uh, think have been there tracks. as well because they are figure people but anyways yeah. so yeah that's our plan next weekend we'll be probably doing episode 144 from a hotel room again like we did last year i forgot that we even did that we did so that's kind of interesting have to see what gear i want to pack using a new microphone tonight my newest pawn shop purchase mm-hmm. did you see the price the original price was on the box i didn't notice well so the original price for this at Long and McQuaid was $279. You know what I paid for it at the pawn shop? 79 Correct. And it's mint condition, like not a mark on it. So mm. I don't know how it sounds. So people, if you notice a difference, let me know. I'm trying to make it sound good. It's a nice mic, but you know me. I'm a, I have my friend Bark who has podcasts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He calls it gas gear attainment syndrome where we just want more audio gear. Mm-hmm. I want more mics and interfaces and like you with figures and stuff it's what i collect or right? perhaps belts yeah it's just, i want a belt it's what i collect so we all have our collectors things. oh yeah 
people, I'm going to get a belt. You're obsessed with getting a belt, eh? Well, I've had side plates sitting there for... Doesn't um, mean you have to have a belt. Side that's plates exactly are cool on their what own. that means. Side plates are cool on their own. Plus, I want a belt. And yeah, you so do. I'm thinking I'll get one for the side plates first, and then if I like it, I'll someday get the NXT one that I like. Nice. And then I'll get Adam Cole side plates. Well, I hope you get lots of hours and save lots of money because they're all very expensive. I've already got a plan in place. Oh, that's great. Very smart. I guess so. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'm done bantering. I said we get this thing fired up. My chocolate milk's already gone. Talk about some wrestling because your throat hurts and we're it, doing a... That is factual. We're doing another late night Friday night. Not as late as we've done no, not before, too, but... Not, not too bad. Pretty late. But anyways, we'll start. So the first thing we're going to do, uh, again, there's timestamps if you want to go directly to any particular segment. Timestamps in the description. But the first thing we always do is taking a look at some of the week's news and rumors. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I would call it a slow news week. Yes? Agreed? I only found like a couple of things. I have three and we I have two. We didn't compare, so we might be stealing each other. So let's see who steals from who first. I know the ratings you won't steal from me, so I'll start with that. Uh, NXT averaged 528,000 viewers, down 4.9% compared to last week. Earned a 0.13 in the key demographic, which was the exact same as last week. Um, so numbers down, but they went head-to-head with... As always, it seems NBA, but this was a play-in tournament game, so probably a little more popular than a regular game. So I guess that would explain that. Dynamite averaged 866,000 viewers down a paltry 1.3%, so almost the same, and earned a 0.28 in the key demographic uh, that I think was slightly down, but I didn't put the percent in. So pick a percent. Uh, I have down percent, but no number. So I leave that to you. 22. 22. Oof, rough week. May not be true, but who knows. Um, They were also up against an NBA play-in game, so same competition, basically. All right, let's see the minimal news we have. What do you have? See Um, if you steal any of mine. The only one, or the main one I had was that the Saudi pay-per-view got changed from King and Queen of the Ring to Knight of Champions. Right, not stealing Which I think is because Roman Reigns. Because that's, you said, his thousand days? That will be the thousand? So they want... That's the thousand. So what are you suggesting? They want him to defend it there? Or some coronation thing or whatever. Some big deal that's happening yeah. there. What would you prefer to watch? Not that we even really watch the Saudi stuff generally, but... I think King of the Rings me is more too. interesting. Your tournament And guy. that would be actually something that would get me to watch, of all things. And then Knight of Champions is just like... It's just the every belt thing. Which yeah, which are, almost which, happens anyways which, a lot of times. A, happens pretty much every time. Right. B, doesn't work. Because the tag champs will not be there. True. Owens and Zane don't do that. Because well, yeah, they don't. Sammy can't go, and Owens won't go. I think is basically yeah, what so. it comes down to. Good point. And yeah, and I saw that. I was like, oh yeah, so that's kind of dumb. You're like me. You like a good tournament. Yeah, You're a sucker for a tournament, right? The only th- weird thing is in the Queen of the Ring tournament, the finals will be in fully clothed. But that's yeah, interesting. That's, that's that. Uh, news I have that you're not going to enjoy is. Apparently, a Fightful is saying, maybe other people do, I don't know, CM Punk's AEW return, already you're annoyed, targeted for June, and he wants to work with the elite. So the reporting... That makes me suspicious that he directly wants to work with them. That just seems like... I think that's just him overcompensating for clearly having massive issues with them. Yeah. Yeah, and that um, 
he'll be back in time for the recently announced june 21st dynamite that is in chicago which as soon as we saw that right we're like oh no yeah it's not looking good and that's right before forbidden door i swear to god i'm gonna make a cm punk hate sign if he's on the show now, and- i'll do it so they say either returning on that show or leading up to it. Uh, he's said to want to work with the elite upon his return and has pushed for a meeting with them for quite a while, they're reporting. And a planned meeting with Punk, Chris Jericho, because they didn't, he called Jericho a liar, right? I believe directly. Um, so they may have to work some things out. Um, yeah, so that is what I have about CM Punk. So Well, considering the elite are in an actually entertaining feud, um, I would rather him not work with the elite. And I, I like Blackpool better. I know, but I get it. Like Punk's a draw. Punk moves the needle. I, that's un, can't deny that. So that's the I'll be part. disappointed. I won't be surprised. No, at all. Um, they, we already had a disappointment return. So yeah, that is true, and we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I agree. I was disappointed in that. Has there been? I guess we'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, I was just wondering if you've heard if there's like backlash about it or if people are thrilled or whatever. But um, I don't. I would say I've seen some people are thrilled, so that disappoints me, but doesn't surprise me. No, no, me either. The only thing that can make this all worse is if we also get Goldberg. Right. Yeah. That. No, they can't be doing stuff like that. No. Uh, uh, what else? The only other thing I had is that Brian Cage resigned. He did. Yes. And so that's. I that's might have cool. said that last week. I don't even know. I can't remember feel like i Maybe. knew that not sure if i said it on here i don't even know but uh i have your boy seth rollins allegedly so put it in the rumor category i guess walked out of the post wrestlemania 39 episode of raw in frustration according to former wwe writer and heartthrob actor freddie prince freddie prince jr correct he voiced something canaan and rebels oh did he I Did I know that? So I didn't. And Hancock told me I was like, I think it. I think that's who it was. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so that's cool. So basically, he that also episode. Played Fred. So that's right. That's fine. That's right. Uh, in case you forgot, that's the episode that several changes were made by Vince. Right, going into it, um, and so basically, there's a quote in here from I forget. Oh, from Prince probably. They played a commercial during his intro. And then we could kind of hear him having a freak out on some production people. He was going, why is there a commercial? You couldn't really hear what he was saying. You could just tell he was mad. So off he goes to AEW. No, just kidding. Because <laughs> I saw another article related saying like he would, he almost impossible. He would leave WWE because his family, like his wife and kid that, right. So that makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Right. I wouldn't leave either. So, but well, uh, and he's, he's probably not going to get affected too much by a, any power change. I mean, obviously he's not like. Yeah, going to the stratosphere anytime soon, but, but he's, he's also not, he's not going to take too many hits. No, I he's, think exactly. Vince, and Vince or Triple H, they know his value, so he's like the A minus B plus guy. Unfortunately, like I think he could be more. He's probably the most reliable at. guy they have. I agree. So and can, he's not going anywhere. good match with everybody. Like yeah, he's sometimes they give him weird character stuff to do, but he usually tries really hard. Mm-hmm. Last thing I had is. That during Wednesday's Rampage taping, Cash Wheeler announced to the crowd that they had signed a... Do you know how many years their deal is? Hmm. Four-year deal with... And then, when when that finishes up, they plan to retire. So, I don't know. Go out on top or while you're still healthy and relevant, I guess. Enough wrestlers don't do that, right? So, Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't like to see them go after four years because they're awesome. But... It's interesting. At the flip, the other side is staying way too long which too many wrestlers do sting the vast majority seem to do but anyways CM Punk. yeah 
and other people we're about to talk about because we're going to move into, ah. right, Segway. I'm the Segway master tonight. But anyways, uh, we'll talk about this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. All right, so we're going to switch it up a bit to save your throat. I'm going to take over the heavy lifting on Dynamite this week, right? Mm-hmm. So um, this episode, I think it was in Milwaukee, right? If I remember correctly. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. I think that so. sounds familiar. Feels right. Uh, which I thought was a livelier crowd than was it last week? I thought they weren't super. Last week was pretty weak, yeah. Yeah, so I thought this I was. Know. That was Long Island. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were great for MJF and then kind of not yeah, so yeah, great for yeah, everything yeah. else. Correct. So this goes right into an opening match, right? We get Swerve Strickland, Darby Allen, two guys we both really like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So apparently, I didn't know this, but on Friday, Swerve revealed, um, and you told me, a merger between Mogul Affiliates and the Embassy, right? Mogul Embassy, which I think is really weird, but I'm much more keen on this than, than his what? other two guys. But like, is he not bringing those two guys with him? They weren't here. I know. So I'm hoping not. I'm going to assume not until... Right. It's like... Uh, otherwise, assume like the best. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, you're going to assume the best. Yeah. Optimism. Yeah. Let's try that. Um, so yeah, and then I guess K- Brian Cage um, attacked Darby Allen on the entrance ramp following Rampage. So this is like the details I wish they would tell us on the show because I don't watch Rampage and sometimes things feel pretty random like... This. This merger basically, right? So... But anyway, so they, we do start off with this match. Um, Excalibur says early on that um, Swerve holds a Ford three lifetime record against Darby Allen. So Allen okay, starts. I think he said they faced off an AW before too, which I don't remember. I don't either. But I guess because of the attack on Rampage or whatever, Allen is fired up right away, and we get uh, right from the opening bell, right? So he's in control out on the floor, basically, and we're shown Guevara and. Uh, Ty Mello are watching the match from backstage. I guess the idea is the pillars are watching each other wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of they kind of all been in matches recently, right? So it's kind of I kind of like it. Me too. That's interesting. So Strickland with a kick to the face, and then he hits a double stomp to the floor, uh, heading into a commercial break, and he is. This is where he tweaks his ankle, right? So he starts selling the ankle, right, whether yeah, it's yeah. legitimate or not. I don't know. Um, so he actually ends up taking his boot off after the break, right? And then in a pretty gross spot, Darby is biting on Swerve's foot, which I, I thought, don't remember that. thought was interesting. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's gross. Sometimes I think you're typing and you miss stuff. But um, uh, That would sound right. We also see Jungle Boy Jack Perry is watching backstage. Same idea. Another one of the pillars checking out the match. Um, we got a crazy poison rana from the ring apron that was nuts oh yeah that was cool I, it's funny because today i was remembering that move but i couldn't remember what match it was in i thought it was maybe the four-way on nxt but it wasn't it could it have was been this. murphy too and it looked Cassie and cool so strickland head first on the floor after that we get a coffin drop but um prince nana shows up right and pulls swerve's foot onto the ropes right in the sight line it looked like of i think it was aubrey, aubrey right it was aubrey so not great the referee no. looks kind of silly there uh, but anyways, that happens a lot. And I don't... Do you have the finish no, there? That's the yeah, only thing I'm missing. Yes. Um, it was like... So there was that bit. And then... Um, I know then the... he, he... Darby ran back in the ring. He took a house call and the swerve stomp and then kicked out. 
Right. Because um, Swerve was slow to the pin because of the ankle. Right. And then Co- Darby got a near fall off of Code Red, and then there was the Last Supper roll right. up. That's, I knew it was Last Supper. I couldn't remember what was before that. Um, what did you think of the match? You can go first. Since uh, I... Are you doing the MJ promo an hour after? Um, I will do it after if okay. I have notes on that. I'll do All it right. after, yeah. Um, I thought it was a great opener choice. Um, it was a really nice TV match to start us off. Um, I was happy to see Swerve back on TV and running with a better crew. Yeah. Um, the merge with MC is kind of odd to me, but I like it way better than the two big guys yet. Hopefully they're gone because maybe <laughs> they they're not just not that good. Could be because that's why Parker got axed from NXT. And Correct. I've, never, I've seen nothing from. They Trent. were just like he wasn't developing mm-hmm. or something, right? Um, Embassy may not be like high level, but. From a talent perspective, I like it better, even if it's just Cage and Swerve most of the time. Yep. Because Gates of Agony, I don't see a whole lot. They're on ROH all the time. Yeah. They've been having matches, at least when I was watching every week, right. regularly. Um, But you'd be lying if you said that wasn't cool. Um, Cage and Swerve, that is. Yeah. Um, Back to the match, though. Um, There's a lot of stiff shots in this, in particular Swerve, with a lot of the kicks he hit. They looked awesome. Um, and sounded awesome. But And also, Excalibur mentioned the No Stranger to one other, so obviously I thought the chemistry was pretty great. Me too. Um, They worked pretty aggressive here, but I think it was good. It resulted in a good match. Um, I kind of thought Swerve would win, so I was a little disappointed, but mm-hmm. it makes sense Darby's in the whole main title storyline. I figured Darby would win because of that exact reason, right? So, yeah, I thought like they were really aggressive right away both of them and then a couple of my notes are whipping a man not a dq i guess right because he eventually struggles a bit and rips darby's belt off and rip yeah. whips him with it um darby was also bleeding at one point which i didn't mention and then another thing i liked was swerve used the chain darby wears around his neck right in his mouth so it was kind of like swerve was using alan's own choice of ring gear against yeah. him which i thought was pretty yeah. cool um so, yeah, I thought it was a really strong opening match. The Poison Rana from the apron was crazy. I just enjoy watching both of these guys, and they worked a, more aggressive than maybe sometimes they do. Really, like you said, stiff kicks. Um, felt This felt more like a grudge match than a lot of matches that get billed as a grudge match. Like, mm-hmm. I felt these guys were ramping it up. And I guess the backstory from that they didn't really tell us from, what is it, Rampage and whatever, helps to understand that, right? Because... Uh, there wasn't a lot of build to it. That would have been the only thing I would have liked better. But I really enjoyed the match. And I knew Darby was winning just because of their positions on the card yeah. right now. I was kind of hoping Swerve would get the win just to like sure. know, give him some momentum. And Dar- Darby's Darby, so when does he need to win? Right. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't need wins too much. Um, so then you get, um, I guess, you think we're getting like a four-way at Double or Nothing? Or what are we getting? The pillars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. MJF comes out to say some stuff, right? He taunts Alan by reminding him he's already beaten him before with a move as simple as a headlock takedown, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then so I don't know, do you have a lot of notes on this? I just have like I yeah. Uh, do you want to do it or you want me to do it? Uh I'll I'll because I have some top moments, it. but they're kinda there's actually a lot of quotes here. So MJ came down, um he gave Darby credit for the incredible match he just had and said it was especially impressive because his daddy Sting wasn't there. <laughs> right. Uh and of course the match was great because Darby is great and he'll admit they had one of the greatest matches ever, but then he mentions the headlock thing. Um and Darby may be one of the pound for pound he's ever faced, but then he had two words, headlock takeover. Right. Whatever. Um he beat Darby with such a simple move and yet Darby thinks he can take the belt from him. Um, Darby's about as bright as everyone in the arena, and he's not on the level of the devil. I could see that being a t-shirt. Yeah, I like that one, yeah. Um, Darby asked if he's happy, and anything he's done has made him happy. Um, when M- when he met MJF six years ago, he, he, um, and he said making it to national TV would make his problems wash away, 
but here he is on TV as world champion. Nothing has changed. And Darby said he chased those material things too, but he didn't want to pretend to be happy. And he wanted to give his family a better life and stings his best friend or something stupid like that. Um, he says he won't lower his morals to be somebody like MJF, and MJF can keep talking. MJF calls him an arrogant little boy, and Darby thinks he's special. Thinks he doesn't have to go through what a bunch of people have been gone through for decades in the sport. Uh, and he's sick of the pillars winning, whining about his morals. Uh, and the fact that morals kill careers in the sport. And Darby calls himself a daredevil, and, and he thinks Darby's a gutless coward. Um, he says he's aware he, he may die alone. Amen, I go to heaven. <laughs> I that was deep. Um, but all that matters is if the AEW title comes with him, and he'll do whatever it takes to, unlike Darby, uh, to leave a legacy on the sport, and it'll read Grace of All Time, and Darby's will say Darby on Sting's. You can figure that out. Uh, Sting <laughs> speaks. He says stuff about pom poms. You can say bitch. You can say bitch on Okay, here, so he's Sting's bitch. Nice. Um, Sting talks. He said something about pom poms. He mentioned Cody for some reason. He made a reference to Joker Sting. Uh, he said Darby will be champion. I don't really care when Sting talks. Uh, Darby says this is a fake world, or the fake world hasn't taken him alive, and he leaves the same person uh, he came in as, and he leaves as the man to end this reign of terror and become champion. And then Darby spits in, or MJ spits in his face and walks away. Yeah. Oh, spits right in his face from like half a foot away or whatever. But um, yeah. So I think if if I do matches and you do segments, maybe does that sound fair? We'll share uh, the work. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. You'll try to do segments yeah. or everything okay i'll do i can do matches no problem but anyways um thoughts on this it uh they did a great job i thought darby sounded we both like in the moment were like wow darby sounded really good there right he's sounding more and more comfortable on the mic and i like we already said like i like this pillar storyline and i think it's one when they Sometimes when AEW wants to slow it's burn bringing stuff, the best out of Darby, I think they do a good slow burn sometimes, right? So I'm okay if this mm -hmm. is one. It's yeah, normal. it's elevating people. It's giving Darby a chance to talk. All of them. It, Sammy sounded pretty good too in a couple of his not heel, but it's been good, right? Like for sure, a little bit out of character, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So this was maybe a bit long, but it didn't really bother me. I liked it. You? I literally just would have taken Sting out, and that's it. I think the rest of it was great. Yeah, his pom pom stuff. Eh. yeah like i don't know i agree he was the worst I the worst just part of this done without sting yeah it would have been fine that's always the case pretty regardless. much yeah but um this is bringing the best out of darby it's another promo from i really enjoyed mm -hmm. and um and jeff is mjf so like that's good he's always good yeah. um but yeah so the, i just want the four pillars match it's gonna be sweet i hope so yeah i'm looking forward to it next we get um powerhouse hobbs taking on silas young of roh fame probably the most um this one's easy to summarize it was two moves i think literally three three what were they clothesline spine buster the weird burning hammer thing but he does them more like he lays them up flatter like it was like an yeah. inverted aa quite yeah. literally yeah so and it's over um so i'm glad they're pushing hobbs i love hobbs i think he's super cool but i'm happy he's getting a push but i'm not happy he's getting this push true i yes being with qtv is not doing it's anything such, for me it's so weird that it almost doesn't feel like a push yeah it doesn't if and that's why i fear that he's just losing to wardlow and then he's back into obscurity with wardlow this group. does not deserve the belt again i don't th i don't want it on him i feel like i want it on to cash that it's not his fault they waited until he was cooled right like he's or they've just let him cool off wardlow he was huge a, a year ago or whatever right and he's yeah. just not that interesting anymore yeah but. Um, I don't like. I want the 
felt to be exciting again. I think Darby did a good job of making that exciting. I think even Guevara was solid at times. But, like, I think ever since Guevara and Scorp were hot potatoing it, yeah. that kind of doomed it. Then Wardlow did okay in his run, but I didn't love it. Then Samoa Joe, I think, was honestly... Like, he was pretty good, too. Honestly, I would have kept it on him. Um, And then him and Joe kind of going back and forth. Now Hobbs, like, I don't know. Just... Hobbs has potential, but not when you're putting him in a faction of low-card like talent right yeah um, it doesn't make sense to me it's just like, I he don't, doesn't need to be there i need someone like takesha because takesha's like i mean he obviously the promos aren't gonna be the great but like he can work on that and but like i know he's gonna have exciting matches for that belt yes he could defend it every week it would get him on tv like everything he would, would feel fresh he would make it would be fresh and it would make that belt feel like something because i like the tnt title but i just want like me too it's just it i feel like it should be the workhorse title which i think it like has been can be it hasn't been because you know it has been cassidy's belt that's true right that's now. been the workhorse yes, belt recently, which i think for sure. it, sh- it should be reversed the tnt title should be the the intercontinental to the internationals u.s title yeah which is ironic because i i guess that the internationals more like an, whatever but like <laughs> whatever you, you get what i yeah saying. i do like i don't know so I, I thought Silas Young maybe deserves a little better because I kind of like him. Yeah, because he's looked decent in some enhancement matches before. Right. And then post-match, did you want to talk about that? Because um, we got the big... They made a big deal of showing uh, Hobbs show up in Hobbs this. Hobbs got a car. Wardlow wrecked car. Hobbs no like. I thought the forklift part was a nice uh, touch. Yeah. He pierces the windows with the forks and, and then tips it over. It over. So I thought uh, that was cool. Then they brawl. People separate. Correct. Them. A nice Solo old pull apart. Gets powerbomb. And again, uh, my only comments were, Wardlow's not hot anymore, and I don't really, I'm not drawn to a Hobbs Wardlow match, and I'm afraid Hobbs loses and becomes just the muscle of QTV, and that's not what I want for him. So I'm nervous. I don't like. I, and, it's not even that I want Hobbs to win. I just don't want Wardlow to win. I and, just I want Hobbs to lose it to someone better. Or Hobbs to get out of there and be better. Maybe he, he could loses be. the belt and then he turns on them, but like I don't, I just. And I'm can we starting, talk? I'm starting to not care about Hobbs. That's I don't too know. bad. It, I'm kind of drifting. Can we talk about how QTV is the name of the faction now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not just what they've been doing, but that's what they're actually called. Yeah. So the, awesome. The, the QTV team. Love it. Yeah. But anyways, yes. Uh, next, it's another package. So that's you. Oh yeah, I love I love the one caption Jay put on his post. It's, it's J E W, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when he was in New Japan, they were doing the US of J tour. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, promo from us, King Switch, and Rock Hard. Uh, so, Jay White talks about some of the best I've been members of Bullet Club, like Cody Hall and Chase Owens and um, Chase Owens. Bad nice Luck Fale and Hikaleo. One of my least favorite. Tongaloa. Like, yep. the some of the best. And then you got, like, losers like Cody and Kenny and AJ and Devitt and whatever. That's right. All those. The B oh, team. Doc Gallows. The best. <sighs> Duh. How did you forget him? How dare you? I don't know. I, just, just, I don't know. Uh, not ELP, because that doof got kicked out. Anyways. Um, but no duo has been better than Switchblade and Juice. I guess. I don't know. Is that true? I mean, doesn't sound right, but heel logic and all. <laughs> Young Bucks. No. 
Good Brothers. Give me Juice Robinson. <laughs> Juice Robinson and Jay White. Nothing dude. against Juice Robinson, but yeah, <laughs> one of the best. I thought they came across as cool here, yeah. even if like the gimmicks kind of not yeah. fresh. Uh, Juice says last week Ricky got another ass kicking just because uh, this time King Switch joined in. Uh, White says the chaos is here. Take what's his. Uh, it'll be the greatest era bullet club ever, and it's bullet. Bullet Club Gold, and then they do the weird finger thing again that I don't like. Yeah, Bullet Club Gold. I mean, I'm tired of the Bullet Club name at all, but that's kind of funny. Like, they're Bullet Club Gold. The upper tier of it. Oh, I thought because, like, AW's got, like, the gold in the logo. No, I think they're going with that's their, like, like, Wolf, NW, Wolfpack. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the AW Splinter. Right, so. Yeah, I was, it's kind of like that. It's like, um, kind of how you had, like, the Elite in Bullet Club. Yeah elite were kind of their own thing exactly um so i thought it was cool right but it's not a super inspired story of like we're from another company and we're taking over but whatever sometimes if it's done well it still works and if it's not done well you get the outcasts and then an, <laughs> exactly and another thing i'm a sucker for i've learned in my 30 whatever years of watching wrestling jay white well I, I do like jay white but i'm a sucker for the can they add more members and recruit people and like, oh, they've got it. You know what I mean? I like that stuff. So um, if they do that well, then I'm fine. Okay. Um, Off the top of your head. Uh, oh, no. What, like, who would idea. you put with them? If so, like you had to pick, like, let's say like two or three. I, you would think they'd start with people that they kind of have ties to from New Japan. The, so who would that be? Cole, Omega, Box, Hangman. Yeah, maybe uh, not. That's pretty much. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, like I, they are already... And somebody who's not already part of something else, right? But would be... Uh-huh. Well, I guess Cole could work if you turn him heel again, but I don't think so. I don't know I, who it would I, be. I, I can't think of Who'd anything, be a good fit? Like, I guess there's no, like, particular... I would, like, probably... You could put a tag team in there, but I don't even know. Add to Keshta so he doesn't have to talk? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. It's, it'd be weird if he's healed. I just but... want him featured, right? So whatever it takes to get yeah. him there. Um, I don't know, but... Don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting. Um, It was solid promo. Good start for White. Um... I think he'd make a great Atlantic champ or international, whatever. But I would like him with that belt because he is, in fact, believe it or not, international. Yep. Born in Australia, yeah. worked in Japan forever, now North he's, America. He's, or sorry, New Zealand. Ooh, New they Zealand. hate when you make that mistake, yeah. too. I apologize to any Australians listening. Yeah. yeah. That's insensitive. We got, we got a lot of them. You know, I used to check the countries early on, remember? Mm-hmm. I haven't looked in a while where everyone's yeah, listening. Yeah, but I'd from. like to see why with that belt because I think that would just work. And yeah. I want him with a belt. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I'm sure he'll have at least one eventually. Uh, so then what? We get a match, correct? Speaking of the bell I just mentioned. Right. It's Orange Cassidy, the AEW international champion, defending against one third of the World Trios champions in Buddy Matthews in another match I thought on paper looked pretty good, right? So mm-hmm. um, let's see what I have here. So Cassidy is selling or has tape on his hand right which i guess is from an injury suffered a week ago i don't remember where that's from though i don't either thing i they like i I noticed on the orange punch here and i was like where the hell did that come from can you pass me the power cord when you get a second yeah so we got a quick orange punch right um but then yeah he is sort of selling that hurt hand the doctor even sort of stops things to check on him, which I'm never quite sure how I feel about that happening mid-match because it is a fight after all. So are we now stopping when people get injured in fights? I guess. So I'm not a huge fan. But anyways, um, so Buddy does the mocking of the lazy kicks and stuff, right? And then 
Cassidy puts his injured hand in his pocket, and then that's when Buddy just knees him straight in the face. Some like Buddy had several high knees in this match, and they all looked pretty ridiculous. Um, they just the snap on them is awesome. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other notes on that? I don't have a lot of details. Um, I don't think so. Unless and you got to finish this. I time. have Cassidy played possum basically went for the Orin punch again, um, but Matthews. Um, avoided that and hit a nice stomp for a near fall. I, I know it's at some point near the finish. And then, oh, yes, wasn't I annoyed a little bit because the finish was super similar to Darby Allen's? Yeah, um, Cassidy got out of Murphy's lot and then rolled him up with a um, mousetrap. Whatever his, it's the seatbelts, mousetraps, all those type of unique pins that look like they're hard to get out of. It was one of those. So, yeah, it was similar to the Allen situation, which I remember noticing at the time. But... Um, I thought the match was good. Um, slightly criticizing, and it didn't come up in my recap, but Cassidy countered everything into DDTs and attempted, like, I, I'm i not even kidding, like half a dozen completed and or attempted. Cassidy could totally track Miro. Which, true, neck of sand, which I kind of wish he had, had a little more variety, but still, I enjoyed the match, um, but I thought that was the vast majority of his offense was counters into DDTs. But uh, yeah, Buddy's knee strikes looked awesome. Good match overall, but again, the finish felt similar to Darby Allen earlier. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I think there was at least a solid story with the hand injury, although I don't remember where that came from. Uh, Murphy was great again. Nice to see him on TV again. Um, he sells really great, I keep forgetting. Yes, um, he does. He's a talented dude but other than speaking, unfortunately. He's okay at speaking. Decent. Passable, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, we get Cage and Luchasaurus in another dark room, and Cage says some things have changed. That is true. Um, I, I thought it looked cool. I don't yeah. know. Then there's a Best Friends interview. They're challenging Ozzy Open today uh, for the IWGP tag titles because hooray for Ozzy Open. They won the IWGP That's tag awesome. titles. It's kind of, a, we're saying, like a new era, right? You've got Sonata as the champion and Aussie open as the tag champions. That's pretty cool. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then there's Ethan page. Um, I'm going to sum it up cause I didn't get notes. So this, so this is from memory. Uh, he came out, he's mad that Matt Hardy turned on him. So he wants an explanation. Hardy comes out with Isaiah Cassie. There's something in the contract that said they're no longer on the dominion of the firm, but now they get a tag match and if they win, they're out of the firm, which I thought is what he just said. I don't know. Same. Um, Paige is like, oh, but there's other guys in the firm. So large William and right. regular size Lee Moriarty attack them. They beat him up. Hook comes out. They beat him up too. Jeff Hardy comes out. Hooray. He's got a painted chair. He beats them up with the worst chair shots I've ever seen. They're not, not worst ever. Cause you should see the clips of Hulk Hogan's light chair they weren't shots. Great. But like, it's just like really bending over for it. And yeah. Swanton, whatever. Jeff Hardy's back. Hardy boys. Blah, 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 blah. I don't yeah, like. Indeed. Um, Ethan Page always sounds great, right? But he looks so stupid. He didn't read a contract and signed it as a, a grown man, right? But And then just the the convoluted stuff that they wrote into the contract, it just, I don't know, man. It seemed kind of lazy to me. And then, I don't know, Jeff Hardy coming back. Like, I'm disappointed in AEW. I know, same thing. He's going to sell merch. He's going to get a pop. He might move ratings. I get it. But I just selfishly this isn't what i want this company to become where they're taking wwe cast-offs and especially ones who are well past their prime this is my new phrase for jeff hardy if he doesn't have a driver's license he shouldn't have a contract (laughs) right i want this company to be different and not feel like you're just grabbing whatever wwe drops 
and trying to get their legends in to squeeze whatever drop of fame yeah. and notoriety is left in them. Save I, that I just, for anyone else. I just don't want to see him. I don't. And again, especially after what happened, I didn't really want to see him in same. the first place. But and we always say it. He will be taking time from somebody else. And they already struggle to get a lot of really talented well, people Well, and last time TV. they were here, they were supposed to win the tag titles. So what happens now? Right. They just go right into facing FTR or something? Yeah. No, thank like, you. No. No. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, it's not what I want. I think, I imagine there's some people that are right into this and think it's amazing. And hopefully there's people out there there as well that are like, hmm, I don't know if this is the best look for AEW, right? And I don't, I, think, I don't, so. I don't think it is, but that's just no. me. And I, I just feel, we love Ethan Page. He kind of looks silly in this, so that's not my favorite either. But yeah. it is what it is. That push is long, long gone. Right. Um, yeah, this is lame. Poor Ethan Page got chumped again. Um, lame segment setting up my second most dread return in AEW. The other one may come in Chicago, dot, dot, dot. Yes, which that I'll be disappointed in that too, but that I, I fully understand. And he could be involved in some interesting stuff. So no. he can still tell a story and work a match. Hardy never could talk in his 30 years of wrestling. Can't cut a promo to save his life. Punk's incredible at it. So that's he a big should, difference. His, his drug test or, or his uh, impairment test should be cutting a promo. <laughs> exactly. It might be good then. That's how you know he's drunk. He <laughs> actually was. He was charismatic there. The charismatic <laughs> enigma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have notes for the Kenny promo? Because I don't. Omega? Uh, no, it was just really serious in tone, but I might be able to find something really quickly here. Yeah, he was like, he was at home or something like that, or it looked like, right? I think, I don't know. It he, he could have been. I can't remember, to be honest. I don't really have notes on it. Um, but you also missed, I have a thing that says, before that, we got Callus's head recap. Wow. Oh, that was gross. They should have warned people that, like, I don't care, but it was you were not a fan. It was a deep deep like oh it and they was like, oh. it looks gross and then they like whoever is cleaning it or whatever actually like pulls it apart a little bit so you can see that you it's can like, see how deep that oh yeah it was gross it was pretty like, crazy damn yeah i have omega omega speaks from a couch somewhere uh i have serious promo but he still acknowledged oh yeah it was basically like um talks about the rest of the elite and then he acknowledges right that calyx is basically a scumbag but he's still family mm-hmm. so i like that even though he's defending callus he's still putting out there like not a lot of people like him there's not gonna be a lot of people visiting in the hospital that was kind of the gist yeah. of it right so i like that there's still like a potential tension between those two right and it was it was kenny being more serious and less I don't want to, silly is not the right, but you know how he is. You know, he and the Bucks are generally like, yeah. he was less like that and more mm-hmm. serious, I guess. So I had no problem with it. No. Yeah. Uh, then we get what Blackpool Combat Club taking on um, Cutler and, oh, I guess it's just Moxley and Claudio, right? Cut, yeah. It's not the cu- whole. Cutler and Nak. N- Cutler and, uh, yeah, Nakazawa. So I don't know if I have any highlights. No, Danielson. Oh, right. And um, they basically take them out before the bell even rings right and i think they're both bleeding because cutler's yeah. got blood under the protective mask right um moxie announces at one point that they put the elite back in all elite i think something like that during the post-match attack yeah right uh sorry do you have any details on it i don't know I the don't match know. yeah um there's being up on the outside knack was bust open color was as well uh knack fought back 
Um, but then he hit the ropes. Claudio hit him with the clothesline. Then he swung him around. Uh, Sharpshooter until Cutler came in. Mox allowed a hot take from Cutler, who fires up the forearms. That was a little effect. There was the King Kong Lariat. Paradigm shift, and he locks in the Bulldog choke, but Knack breaks it. Then they just stomped him into oblivion. Right. Yeah, sorry, I have fewer notes than I thought I did, and I don't really have... I'm not finding anything that's useful on the fly here. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is pretty... I thought it was a little longer than it needed to be. I just thought that they should be vicious and dominant. Um, I didn't love that they're no-selling as well in this. Yeah, well, they were kind of like... I don't mind them being dominant ass-kickers, but you don't need to no-sell offensive grown men who are wrestlers along the way. That's a little bit too far for me. Yeah. But... um, the aftermath got a great reaction from the crowd, right? So mm-hmm. I guess that's the bottom line. Yeah, it was. It did what it was supposed to do, I suppose. I didn't think they needed to have it this long, but anyways, that's what happened. Thoughts? Um, it was solid. When how you'd expect, kind of an extended squash. That yes, worked well enough, I think. I agree. Um, it was more about the aftermath naturally. Um, now we just kind of need Hangman back to get this up and running more. Yes, Hangman Danielson. Hangman on the show this week? No. No, right. I thought so. All right, what's next? Uh, there was the Mogul Embassy interview. Um, I don't honestly don't remember much from this. It was it was okay. <laughs> I honestly can't recall anything other than Prince Donna saying they weren't angry. I don't even remember that because I was just going, oh yeah, the, this is a group now. So I don't love Swerve with the Embassy. It's not quite like the Hobbs QTV level for me, but it's better than the other two. It. I don't know. I didn't mind them. I know you hate them, but I was just yeah, kind of like... Yeah, Cage actually can do stuff. I know. He can, for sure. I don't. If I didn't mind. And I, Swerve could talk for them. I don't know. I just think Swerve's awesome. I want him to be like top of the card talent, and that's not going to get you there with the embassy, I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe on Ring of Honor, Yeah. but not in AEW. But anyways, it was okay. Then we get our women's match of the week. Yeah. Which is... Uh, Sky Blue and Riho versus the Outcast. Has to be Sky Blue. She gets more TV time than any She's signed now. woman right now. But she is, in fact, all elite. Yes. Notes on this? I thought... I don't... I just said I don't have anything. Okay, it's very so minimal. It's and you didn't share anyway. I don't see your notes in my email. Oh, you did share it? I yeah. don't see them. It's like a copy do, of... Do what you can. What's it called? Uh, at 143. All right. I'll look. Oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Told you. So do you want me to do it then? This yeah. is great podcasting right here. Well, it might take a minute to open, so vamp about something. Um. Uh. Oh, yeah, so I found a website for side plates. Oh, God. I should have. And I found Pete Dunn side plates, too. Nice. So I want Pete Dunn side plates. I think I got, like, I just kept Safari tabs open. I got... Adam Cole ones, other ones. I got I found WrestleMania 36 ones on eBay. And then where's the goddamn Pete Dunn ones? Why is there Eddie Guerrero side plates? Why is that a thing? Because Eddie Guerrero is amazing. But he never... That's he, why. he died before side plates were a thing. Right. It sounds mean. But, like, it, it's it's true. Oh, boy. I'm glad I took the time to find your notes for this match. You ready? Yeah. Bridge out of a pin and a drop kick from Rio. The bridge out of the pin that drives me crazy. Yeah, that is the one. That's why I noted it. Diving crossbody from Blue for two. Blue super kicks Soho into a crucifix bomb from Riho. And the finish, we get a hip attack and a storm zero. And it's over. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. It was a great match. I thought it was fine. Um, They seem to be showcasing Sky Blue. Like, I thought she got the most out of anyone here, which was not what I expected. And she doesn't do a whole lot for me or you. I know that. No. 
And again, outcast, right? I, they don't offer anything of interest. And they're getting almost all of the time in the women's division, which is annoying. Uh, the only thing I liked, um, Baker got a really good reaction when she came out, right? So that's mm -hmm. nice for her. Just too bad she's tangled up with this dud of a heel faction right yeah. now. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was okay. Nothing amazing about what you expect. Uh, Post-match was the same stuff as always. Feud's been going on too long ever since the Baker-Soraya feud, and it's never interest interested me one bit. Yep. I agree. Uh, then is is it straight to the main event from there? I think I don't have so anything else sure. in my notes. All right. I didn't get anything either. So it is Keith Lee taking on Chris Jericho on paper, not a main event to me. No, what, it feels what like an opener, Keith, like middle of the show. Like Keith Lee, what's he been doing? How does how does he, he get a main event? Oh, he got his hair gray. Yeah, he stopped dyeing his hair, and that's about it. But anyways, uh, we've got Jericho hitting a springboard dropkick with Lee on the apron. I thought even that, like, Keith Lee kind of walked into position. It was a bit awkward. Uh, this match, I'm not going to mm -hmm. tell you right now, yeah. did not do much for me. Jericho hits a missile dropkick from the middle rope, as he does. Lee goes to build Jericho, but, of course, we got to get a distraction from Garcia. Jericho goes for an attack, but Lee catches him in a bear hug. And I remember you go, really? Cause it I was thought like he a, was going to belly to belly him was in like the a corner or something. I know. There was, I, I don't know, this match was weird. Lee hits a clothesline instead. Jericho gets out of the spirit bomb and gets a roll up for two. We get a pounce from Keith Lee. He then goes for a moonsault, but Jericho gets the knees up. Still impressive to see Keith Lee do. It was a second rope moonsault, I think it was, right? Yeah. Uh, and then Lee hits a spine buster for two. Jericho locks Lee in the walls of Jericho until Lee's able to crawl to the ropes. We get a finally get a beal from Lee. Um, and then a Garcia interferes again. With Keith Lee throws him into the ring and clotheslines both he and Jericho at the same time. Keith Lee then takes a code, a code breaker, sorry, and adjusts into a spirit bomb. But Garcia again distracts the ref when Lee goes for the pin. Heading into the finish, the ref is distracted. Swerve comes out of nowhere with a mask, right? But they're like, it's the same coat that he yeah, was wearing. Yeah. So it's him or someone's, I guess, framing him. It could be. He hits Lee with some foreign object. I didn't catch what it was either. I... I don't know. There was no belt there, right? No, so, it looked like a... I don't know what I it was. No, It was some cylindrical, like kind of like a pipe, maybe. Could be. So he hits Keith Lee. Maybe I'm Lee. thinking of Warlow, though, because Warlow had a pipe. Jericho covers Keith Lee for the pin. Or, sorry, for the win. Um, quickly, after the match, Adam Cole comes out, checks on Keith Lee. They just have a little respect moment. And then Cole and Lee walk up the ramp, and Cole does like the sideways glance over his shoulder. Uh, uh, Jericho, much like... Jericho did. Um, yeah. After Cole beat Garcia, and I remember I told you someone posted a picture of Cole and Lee walking up the ramp, and it was like how Cole was supposed to be his main yeah. on the main roster. Oh my god! Imagine that's that. so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. Still stupid. Um, your thoughts on the main event? Um, it was okay, but as far as main events go, it wasn't anything that great. Kind of had the slow pace that never really agree. Uh, they never really strayed from it a lot. Uh, Lee looked solid, but uh, not quite like the agile powerhouse uh, we're accustomed to. Uh, yeah, that's funny. My notes um, will sound familiar Neither, to neither man's best work in the finish was kind of flat. Um, I guess it moves on a cold Jericho feud that I don't want. I thought this was less than okay. I had it as pretty boring. Um, pace was slow. Neither man did anything particularly impressive. Like the, the moonsault with the knees up was probably the most impressive thing in this, right? And then you add, what, three Garcia distractions, uh, an oblivious referee, and, like, a cheating whatever finish. I wasn't impressed at all by this. And I think you were just saying it, right? Like, Lee used to be 
this huge guy who could also wrestle like a small guy mm-hmm. and do stuff that they're like, how does a guy that big do that? But now it's like he's just a big guy doing big guy stuff for mm-hmm. the most part, right? Like, yeah. sure, he hit the moonsault. But other than that, it was just like he's now just a big powerhouse guy. Well, then what was special about Keith Lee was he was more than that, right? And that's what people were amazed by. Yeah, he was... He yeah. looks like a big lumbering powerhouse and then he's doing like lucha stuff almost, right? So I feel like that's not really happening anymore. I thought this was one of the weakest Dynamite main events I remember, to be honest. Um, and I'm not sure at this point, again, I like Keith Lee, but I don't know how Keith Lee joining Cole helps Cole. I don't think he is. I think it was just kind of... You think it's Parallel just as like a tool to get to the Jericho stuff? Probably, right? And maybe Lee's not. I don't know. But anyways. Swerve in our, we know, bask in our <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Uh, what were your overall thoughts on the show this week? Um, I thought it started really good with the opener. Um, then I agree. TNT title match, I don't care because that was short. Uh, international title match was pretty solid. It was. Uh, the... The women's tag and the BCC squash was fine. And the main event was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bullet Club Gold was solid. Uh, MJF Darby Allen was awesome. Callus's head um, was gross. Callus's head was gross. <laughs> uh, Hardy Boys, no. No thanks. Oh uh, my god, cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a solid show. I'd give it a B minus. That's funny. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I really, I liked two matches, same as you. But neither one am I like, you should go see it if you didn't see it, right? And then, yeah, the MJF um, and Darby promo was good, I thought. And, like, other stuff was totally fine. But then in ring, you're right. The the second half of the show was really nothing special and ended with a really disappointing main event to me. So I was thinking B- minus is exactly the grade I had picked out as well. So I agree with you. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready to tackle some trivia? All right, so we are going to do what we always do, which is try some trivia that I just said, but I said it again. And it's called Off the Top of His Head. All right, I just said it to you off air. I'll say it here. The trivia is going to be a bit weird this week because I was didn't have a lot of time, so I just found something before we came down. Seems to be focused a lot on 2006. Random year wasn't alive right but that doesn't really stop i don't even think i was conceived that doesn't even really stop you so not even a little uh who is who is the current wwe champion as of the end of 2006 and i can give you options if you'd like so end to end the year basically Mm. so i guess you'd go to what's the pay-per-view in january and who is the champ cena cena is correct that would have been just playing the odds i guess i myself yeah, I, I knew I was pretty sure I think he faced Umaga at the beginning of two thousand seven. Yeah. So, so I did this quiz. I got that one right. Okay. Um who's the world heavyweight champion at the end of this year, two thousand six? I got this right as well. I'll I had the options though, so I can give you those if you want them. Was it it wasn't was it Booker? It wasn't Booker. Booker is one of the options. It was not Booker. Okay. And um I thought you had it when you went, because I saw you were going with a Batista. Bu- correct. Okay. Batista is right. I got that one, too. I thought I was, but I thought I didn't know when he was injured. Uh, who is the ECW champion at the end of 2006? Uh, Lashley. Correct. I got that off the options. I would never have gotten it without the options. I would have. Extreme Elimination Chamber. We reviewed it. As of, true or false, as of 2006, end of, sorry, 
Paul Heyman is no longer the head writer of yeah, ECW. Yeah, December, December. That is true, correct? Yes. Yeah, the fact that you know that is strange to me. But anyways. Um, as of 2006, Big Show is still wrestling. Yeah. No. What? Apparently he was done. He retired and... Um, that worked out. Yes. Real well. Who was the last ECW, or sorry, what was the last ECW pay-per-view? December and Dismember. As of 12-31-06. December and Dismember. December to Dismember? Yeah. Is correct. The one I mentioned twice. Also got that one correct. What was the main event of the first barely legal pay-per-view? You might want options for this one, I feel like. Not 2006. No. Um, I said mostly focused on RVD Sabu. No. So Sab you've got Sabu Taz. No. Sabu someone. You've got Douglas Sandman. That. BWO Public Enemy. Raven Funk. Mysterio Lionheart. The first one. It is not the first one. It was Raven Terry Funk. All right. What was the main event at December to Dismember 2006? Extreme Old Nation Chamber. Correct. Involving who? I don't have the answer. You have to tell me. Lashley, Hardcore Holly. Test, Big Show, RVD Punk. Wow, you're good at this. Lashley at the table. Uh, yes or no, or true or false, whatever you like. Teddy Long is GM of Raw at the end of 2006. No. Correct. He, he, is, the, he was the SmackDown guy. <laughs> yes, he was. Everyone knows that. What is Kane's record? I got this right on a total guess. In Inferno matches as of the end of 2006. What? His record. Like, how many wins, how many losses? I don't know. Do you um, want options? Two to one. One and one and three, three and one, oh and four, four and oh. One and three. Correct. I got that as well. Who won the first ever Hell in a Cell match? Uh, Taker. Wait, Michaels. Wow. I guessed Taker and it was wrong. It was Shawn Michaels. Who is the cruiserweight champion as of the end of 2006? Chavo. No. Gregory Helms. No, he is one of the... Uh, actually, no, it is Helms. Yeah, Hurricane Helms, baby. Yep. Without a mask. Right. Who? What won Feud of the Year for 2006 on WWE.com? Do you want options? Because that's pretty tough to pull out of thin air. But, okay, say some ones you think, and I'll tell you if they're on the list. Um, Edge Cena. Correct. That's option A. Uh, Who are the McMahons feuding with? DX. That's I'm option gonna go B. That one. You're going to go with that one. Yeah. Other options were, do you know who Batista was feuding with? This will just add. No. no uh, Book King Booker. Okay. And RVD versus Heyman. So you're saying McMahon's versus DX? Correct. What was the top story of the year, 2006, according to WWE.com? You're gonna, uh, Shawn Michaels team with God, obviously. You're going to want answers, I assume. Yeah. Uh, Return of DX? Sure. WWE movies, The Marine and See No Evil? Return of ECW, Edge wins oh, WWE. Correct. What superstars... Oh, wow. If you get this one, you might need a minute. What superstars held the WWE title this year in this order? Okay. All right. Okay. In, like, just complete order? Yeah. Um, Cena. Edge. Yes. Cena. Yes. Um... Edge? No. Oh, uh, Cena lost to someone else. Oh, Cena RVD. Correct. Edge. Correct. Cena. Wow, that's okay. crazy. Yes. Forgot about RVD for a second. Yeah. 
That's here. That's impressive. Uh, with oh, I don't know. Is any of these true? Oh. I don't think these are. Oh yeah, definitely not true. This is old. So <laughs> Jeff, who of the following was never a WWE superstar? Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, AJ Styles, Rhino. But <laughs> they all happened. It was AJ Styles at that <laughs> yeah, time. That makes sense. 2006, last one. Marty Janetti, spelled incorrectly. Nice work, people. Was hired two times and fired two times. Yeah. That is true. That is correct. What an interesting 2006 specific and you knew I almost... I mean, Janetti came back in 2005. But Would sure. you like to know how they spelled Janetti? Take I a would. guess. How did they spell it? It's wrong. With a G? Correct. <laughs> what? G G-E-N-E-T-Y. Michael Gennetti. Marty Gennetti. Or my, why is he Michael? Michael. Not Michael. But anyways, you did very well Marty, on 2006 random trivia. We'll go back to talking about wrestling. It's uh, anything else we watched this week and what we liked and didn't like about it. We call it High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so you said you don't have anything this week. Nothing good from Raw or bad. No. Nothing that caught your eye. So I will talk about... I didn't watch ROH. I did watch NXT. I did watch Impact. So I'll talk about those two. You watched some of each. More NXT, I think. I can't remember. I know you watched a little bit of both while it was on. Uh, I think so. But anyways, uh, we will talk about... We'll see what you remember. I thought... And I know you watched this. I thought a high spot on NXT, the opening segment, I thought was pretty solid. You had Mello and Trick come down to the ring, right? And they start talking and doing their thing. Dragon Lee then interrupts and he comes face to face. Or sorry, he says that he came to NXT to face the best and that's Mello. Mello tells him, I don't like being interrupted, but uh, he get, he gives Lee a pass because this. he's new to NXT, right? Then our boy JD McDonough comes out and he says that one week as champ and Mello's already slipping since he allowed himself to be taken out by Braun Breaker last week. He says, ego is loud, confidence is quiet, which I thought was cool. He doesn't need to be an internet darling or have fancy entrances because when he when the bell goes, he knows he's number one. Uh, he tells Dragon Lee he'll find that out tonight and that Mello will find out at spring breakin'. Waller then comes out last. He basically insults the crowd quickly and Dragon Lee calling him stupid, I think. Or everybody stupid. Why are they else. doing spring break so late? Breakin'. How dare break you? into electric boogaloo. I don't know. Wait, this is the second one. This should be spring break into electric boogaloo. And Waller says, whatever, whatever, he'll win the title instead sort of thing. Uh, I thought everybody sounded good here. I'm I'm most impressed probably with Dragon Lee because I haven't really heard him speak before and I thought he was solid. Um, Waller somewhat ironically said the least here and I didn't think he was as good as usual, just kind of cheesy. The, what is it, El Stupido? I thought that was kind of lame, but... Yeah. Um, he ha he's had plenty of time to talk and establish himself, so I get letting the other people say what they want to say. So, kind of similar to AEW right now, I enjoy all of the talent currently in the title picture, right? Because there's quite a few possibilities, and they're all good. So I thought a good mat or a good start to the show. Another high spot for me. I'm not sure if you watched or not. I thought the there was a solid women's tag match. Uh, it was a uh, what's her name Alba Fire. And Isla Dawn, they defended their titles against Henley and Kiana James. Uh, so what was the story? Jensen, again, right? He was been told in a segment earlier that he wasn't, <laughs> bless you, that he wasn't there that, you're getting sick. That Is he weird wasn't, I farted when I did that too? Yeah, that's weird. That he wasn't there that week, but he does show up here in mid-match with the purse. And um, he tries to make Fallon Henley use it to hit Alba Fire, but Henley refuses. 
Then Jensen's in the ring for a really long time, right? He's forced out of the ring. Uh, he and Briggs have words, and he ends up shoving Briggs to the ground on the floor. All of this is distracting poor Fallon Henley. She turns around straight into a shot from Alba Fire, and then they hit their backstabber swanton finish. Somebody I saw called it a lung blower. I'm like, no, no dude, other side. No, yeah. Yeah, flip them over for that. But anyway, I kind of like their finish. I kind of like them as a team. I thought the match was solid. The part with Jensen was predictable, right? It's not really my favorite thing, but it didn't bother me too much. So, um, Also in that, Fallon hit a pretty nice destroyer. And I thought... Pass me your TP roll. Were you not under the impression that um, pile drivers were banned? Would the destroyer not? Is that a move WWE allows now? Yeah, a destroyer. Yeah, they've yeah. Been do- Edge has been doing that a bit. I guess so. Uh, another high spot for me, and you saw this. You're probably going to agree. Is what there was a Noam Dar segment, a pre-produced sort of thing, where I I thought he really shined here. He says NXT is about to blast off into the stratosphere with him. Talks about how there's only one supernova. Uh, talks about the heritage cup and sort of explains the rules of the match which are what is it first to three pinfalls six yeah, rounds they're like there's a few minutes and you it's get a, like 20 second a intervals. break between each round etc yeah. etc et um there's no one like or sorry no one can do it like him etc etc i i don't know i just find him really charismatic and interesting in general especially as a heel i yeah, thought i really liked it he did a really good job here i just hope that NXT crowd is open to the Heritage Cup matches because you and I both were not like yeah it's one of the things I actually definitely like and then I ended up, up the last yeah. like four or five I watched they were all really really good partly because of the the talent they have competing for it but also the structure ends up being really interesting so super happy Noam Dar is getting some time he is a really entertaining guy like oh, I love Noam Dar he's um it's too bad he's really small because in ring he's really good um and that's what i sort wish of... he could have got a better shot in the cruiserweight division me too he's really entertaining rest hold for me was braun breaker attacking chase U. so this was duke hudson's mvp ceremony and braun showed up and said the nxt title nxt nxt title <laughs> nxt title has been a curse sorry how brought dolph ziggler and i don't know i i, I don't know so he Gives his spot in the four-way, right? Because Mello was basically telling him he had a spot. He gives it to Duke Hudson here. That's why he got the spot? Yeah, because Braun was like, the title's been a curse. Okay. That's dumb. Because, anyways, he ends up spearing Braun, that is, Andre Chase. Hudson sort of has to make the decision to stay and help or leave. Um, and he leaves. And then Brick, uh, Brick, Braun, ends up ripping the Chase U flag in half. Um <gasps> So one thing of note I noticed in here is that Hudson reluctantly thanked Thea Hale as though there's some tension there. Because he's like, I'd like to thank so-and-so and thanks to Thea Hale, I guess. So I don't know where that's going, but I just wanted to make a note of it. I didn't love the segment. I don't understand again how this is a curse for Braun and why you would just give up your... Like, you're not interested in the NXT title now, I guess? What? Which is why he attacked Mello. I don't know. Are they trying to say, like, he thinks he's too good for it now and needs to go main roster? Like, is that your heel persona? Why is he still there? I don't know. Um, I, It kind of bugged me a little bit. And then Chase U just has too many of these segments. Like, they always find a way to have some lengthy segment on TV. And I kind of like the group, but it seems like they're always doing stuff like this. Um, 
I do get using a mid-card comedy group to further, like, demonstrate the new heelness of Braun Breaker, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Um, high spot, you ready? You're going to be surprised because I don't think you watch this. Gigi Dolan pre-recorded segment. Your look what? on your face if this were a video podcast. So, she's at an old abandoned house, which she tells us was hers growing up. It's all boarded up. Not very big. Um, she talks about how she and her brother grew up. And she was emotionally abused by their mother, so she ran away and never looked back. And she basically says that JC Jane knew all of this and knows her story. And that's why she decided to cost her her NXT stand and uh, her, at the, what a title shot, I guess. Oh, no, the title. She was the ladder match, yeah. Right. At Stand and Deliver. Gigi says, like the rose tattoo on her arm, her story started out jagged and torn, but turned out beautiful. I thought. Rose. She actually sounded quite believable here, probably because I think she's telling her actual story. It feels like it. If not, she's doing a good job, right? Like ex-partner, like ex-partner, and Darby. That's right. So it's feeling like by far the most believable thing she's done, I think. So it does. This story does make it a little easier to care about her as a baby face because I guess because the sudden turn is now in the rearview mirror because I didn't really understand. Remember, my complaint was... Why are you a good guy now? Because your heel partner attacked you doesn't make you good. So I guess I'm starting to forget that a little bit. But anyways, I thought this was pretty good. Uh, rest hold for me. Did you hear about what happened to Pretty Deadly on this show? Mm-mm. So remember how Stax and Tony D'Angelo have basically been baby faces, I think, for a while now? Well, anyways, I think it was Pretty Deadly were just standing outside. I don't know if it counts as the parking lot, but they were standing at the outside the doors of NXT and they got attacked with like a crowbar and whatever. And they take the, oh God, the dark haired one, Wilson. Yeah. Uh, and put him in the trunk and drive off with them. The baby faces. So, I, and then in a segment later, I'll do it all here. Um, pretty Deadly are back together. So they just, they catch and release. They basically released him for some reason. They kidnapped him to let him go. Because I guess... Sending a message, I don't know. And your baby faces, so you can't actually abduct someone because that's like a crime. So you just, ha, 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 we let you go. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. It was weird. It was strange stuff to me. Um, rest hold. Eddie Thorpe versus Big Body Javi. So Thorpe obviously wins. It's an enhancement match. Bernal looked okay in it. And I've kind of liked Thorpe in other places because he was Carl Fredericks, right? But... I don't think he's really stood out in two matches so far in NXT. He's just looked kind of... I don't know exactly what it is. I guess it's like he's not a high flyer. He doesn't seem to be a striker. He's not a grappler. He's Mm. not a suplex guy. I don't know what he is. He just kind of does normal stuff. So, so far he hasn't impressed me. So I don't know if he just needs to step up in talent or have more time. But he's just been kind of ordinary to me. He's the indigenous DJ. And that's about it. So (laughs) that is a cool gimmick, I guess. eh? Apparently he is an actual DJ, so I don't, I don't know. know. Cool is the word. Indigenous DJ sounds awesome. I like it. Uh, rest hold. Guess who got a segment this week? JC Jane. No scripts. Yeah. Still using the voiceover. Still using the voice changer. Writing out what he's saying. Um, he's after Axiom, I think. Which too bad for Axiom, and I can't believe they haven't given up on this character yet because it's still going it's awful it's yeah. there's no there's no way somebody is out there going this is good right there's there's no way um a high spot a match over delivered for me Saul Ruka Tiffany Stratton 
about six minutes, but really entertaining, like showed off crazy athleticism, each of them. And I think Ruka is actually improving because when she started, I was pretty like this. She's not ready for TV. What are they doing? They obviously just think she's athletic and whatever. But she yeah. seems to be picking things up. There was a lot of acrobatics in this match, but they're both really good at it. So it was kind of like one upping each other or one step ahead of each other. So I liked it. Um, and Stratton won with her beautiful moonsault as expected. But Ruka is growing on me a little bit, which is nice to say. I told you about this. I actually tried to find the footage to send to you. I couldn't find it at the time. I have mega rest hold. Cora Jade speaks in the ring. Holy cow. Oh, yeah, you told me. They, I feel, I feel like they set her up to fail here. They asked her to say so much. Um, incredibly long, pretty generic stuff. The crowds, like, part of the reason I wanted you to watch it was to, like, watch the crowd behind her because people are on their phones. Nobody's really looking at one point. Um, they're clearly disengaged. They start chanting boring at one point and, like, shut the F up at another point. Like, and I don't think because she's a heel. I think because they were just like, make this stop. So far too long. So they put her out there and said, hey, you need to cut a promo on Zoe Stark, Roxanne Perez, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Valkyria, and Indy Hartwell. Go. Uh. Right? So that's basically she had something to say about each one of them. And I think... I guess the point is to establish her as like she's the loner heel now, right? She doesn't even like other heels. She likes nobody, blah, blah, blah. But incredibly long and boring. They just asked her to do far too much. And I almost felt bad for her because I'm like, I don't know how you're supposed to pull this off, right? right? But anyways. It's a horrible um, idea for NXT. It is. Lyra Valkyria ended up interrupting. Um, I think kicked her once in the gut. And then Jade just missed getting kicked in the head. And then obviously retreated because she's a heel, you know. And it, that's all it seems to be is like generic. I'm a heel. I'm a heel. I'm a heel. I'm yeah. a heel. Okay. I get it. Right. Um, high spot. Awesome main event. I would actually recommend checking this one out. It was a four-way match for number one contender. Duke Hudson, JD McDonough, Dragon Lee, and Grayson Waller. As you would expect, tons of pretty good action in this. Suplexes, a poison Rana. I think it was McDonough countered something into a Rana. He got his Spanish fly as usual. You got Dragon Lee hits a German suplex to McDonough, sends McDonough out of the ring. Lee then hits a really nice sit-out powerbomb to Duke Hudson, goes for the pinfall, but perfectly timed, rolling cutter by Waller. He steals Stunner. the pinfall. Huh? Stunner. Sorry. And he's the number one contender. So about what you expect, honestly, Duke Hudson looked really good in this. He had a few sequences where he's, because he's the powerhouse of this group, right? Like he's a big dude and the rest of them are not. Well, Waller's not tiny, but he's not exactly yeah, a, yeah. a powerhouse. So he looked good throwing everybody around. He Oh, it was uh, Hudson was hitting um, electric chairs to people. And then the third one was McDonough. And McDonough obviously countered it into a Rana, right? So uh, Hudson looked really good. And Waller winning makes sense in a way because Mello's a face now. And I guess yeah. you put a heel. But I don't love Waller getting a shot and not winning because I think he's oh. we're grooming him to be a champion. But... Well, he, he also just, might be gone. He soon. just lost to Gargano, and he, he already lost to Breaker. He so did. To me, like besides Melo, who won the title, he's the most recent challenger. He is, which I don't love going back to the well, even if it's a different champion. I feel like he just might be not in NXT for much longer because he's ready to go. He's pretty polished at this point. I was hoping for JD. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I, I like him as well. I like a uh, lot of people in NXT. I would like to save JD for like a bigger show, I guess. And uh, what? Oh, um, Dragunov beat Von Wagner, obviously. Oh, and no. so so Stone and Wagner are done. No. I know. You're upset. Was neither Darn. a high spot nor a rest hold. Ah. I guess notable. 
is, all, is where it would fit. Uh, switching to Impact. So I, you know that Mickey James, she ended the show talking about relinquishing the title and leaving, yeah, that her, was lame. leaving her belt and boots in the ring or whatever. It was uh, fine. Hat. Oh, hat, right. So because we're going to that show, you should look up the card and we should preview it quick while we're waiting. We could end with that, I guess. Um, but anyways, I thought the opening of the show, we got a, I don't know, I think it was the opener, a good multi-man match. Anyways, it was Toru, Swan, Laredo Kid. Oh, I just saw a Rampage uh, hype package and the first thing they put was the callous thing again. Oh, really? His his gash of a head? Uh, so Laredo Oh, kid... Jay White versus Commander. Oh, nice. Next Tonight? Week. Next oh, week. Oh, next week. Sweet. And so... Laredo Kid's back from injury. I really like him. Glad to see him. And Lince Dorado was there as well, who I think is pretty cool. So lots of speed here, high-flying stuff. And then Black Tarus, just some awesome power spots, some cool sequences and high-impact stuff. And I bet you these guys love having Tarus as a base, right? Like if you're a Lucha flippy dude, like what's better than landing on that guy probably? Mm -hmm. um, he's just solid. He did at one point, I think I told you, He's doing an electric chair to Lince Dorado as Lince Dorado is stalling suplex Laredo Kid. It was a pretty cool spot. Um, so everyone in this got a sequence or two to shine. Really entertaining match. Laredo Kid hit his... They call it a Spanish fly, but it's almost like a... More like a belly-to-belly, -belly and he just doesn't release, and he ends up like on top of them as well. It yeah. looks cool every time, but I don't know if Spanish fly is right. It's not a... Because Spanish Fly, you're side by side, right? It's like a year and all he kind And of he's more like belly to bellying you and just holding on. But anyways, he won. So it was a cool match. Rest hold, you saw this. You walked in at a really bad time. Remember it was Death Doll segment? Oh, yeah. And Rosemary was... I don't think I saw the end of it, though. So Rosemary's awful acting. It drives me crazy. It's like high school drama production acting. And she's trying to go to the undead, undead realm. Cool. Um, but someone is blocking their access and going to the undead realm uh, is them opening the casket that Taya got pulled into. Right. Ugh. And of course, the person blocking their access or people must be the coven. So Jessica is going to face Taylor Wilde tonight. <laughs> I wrote, I feel e stupid even recapping this. I groan when Rose, whenever Rosemary shows up. This is the kind of stuff that makes you embarrassed as a wrestling fan when non-wrestling fans <laughs> enter the room. That's how I describe it. Rest hold immediately to follow that is Jessica versus Taylor Wilde. This was... Did you watch this? I saw a bit. It was sloppy and slow, and I did not like the finish, even though I don't remember what it was. That's what my notes say. Uh, I thought both women looked worse than they usually do in this, so I'm not sure what was going on, but there, this was not a good match. Another rest hold, which will probably always be a rest hold, and they asked Alicia to act. That's not good. It never ends well. So she's Eddie's ride or die, and she has his back against the monster PCO. I think this is basically her admitting she ran over PCO weeks ago, but who cares? I will say PCO's um, segment ahead of their match at the show we're going to was actually like he was super creepy and weird in that little vignette. I just don't want to watch him wrestle. But I, with Alicia, man, how could someone be in a wrestling company for this many years and still be pretty bad both in ring and speaking but eddie edwards so i guess that's what she's got going for her. but anyways it's too bad i'm sure she's a lovely woman but i do not find her well suited for the art of professional wrestling at all shall i say 
Another rest hold. This match kind of bored me. Dirty Dango, which is dumb. Uh, Joe Hendry versus Sammy Callahan and Alan Angels. Not a lot happened here. So basically two-thirds of the six-man tag we were Correct, get, that we're so. getting. I don't like when they do that either. So Diener distracts Sammy on the floor for some reason. Henry chokeslams Angels for the win. Uh, and as a bonus, Santino Morella comes out, and good old Alan Angels gets to look silly taking the Cobra. Nice. Cobra's back. So the whole design story does nothing for me. Hendry seems to be kind of like drifting a little aimlessly since winning the, what is it, digital media title? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So I don't know. And yeah, we're going to see them on Sunday, which whatever. It might be a fun match. We'll see. Last thing I have is a high spot. Believe it or not, I thought there was a solid promo from Bully Ray, albeit about a very random group. Do you hear who's in his group now? It's Moose and Myers. Now. Yeah. So it's not the good hands. They've been moved out of whatever match and those two are put in. So he sounded a little less heelish, but he was putting over his group and it was funny because he started out by saying like and that's what the part was kind of not healy there is no leader in this group he makes reference to all the other groups he's been in and he's like in this group there is no leader we're all equal but then like two seconds later he's like everybody get in here and to like huddle up and do whatever so it's like i don't know but Isn't anyway it literally there's a leader because it's just a team for a match it's like a team bully it seems that way they're literally called team bully right so yeah it's bully ray masha moose myers and the good hands were all in this segment and i don't know where moose and myers came from but yeah, i think just randomly got changed. i think myers has nothing to do because cardona seems gone right oh and by the way the uh uh the dyad are not gone from they're in a match next week and they were in a segment this week no so i don't think remember we heard like they've been granted yeah, the i release. didn't think they had because i didn't see anything official they're still around um so anyways that is the end i did not watch roh yet i may get around to it but that's all i've got for high spots mm. and rest holds do yeah. you we preview in the show i don't have anything prepared but i can just just like, pull up the card and rhyme we'll it off quick. we'll talk about it yeah okay um, I just... So it's just because uh, Jack and I will be at this show. It's at Rebel Nightclub in Toronto. It's our fa probably my favorite venue for like a non WWE thing we've been mm -hmm. to. It looked really good on TV. It was fun to go to. So we're heading down Sunday for that show. John Pollock from Post Wrestling is going to be there. Maybe I'll talk to him again. Probably also not. the dude who was lip syncing the video the one time we were at GCW. What? Remember when we were at GCW and that guy was like lip syncing what? He's lip, lip syncing some song. No, He's like not. filming on his phone. Oh, really that fun. guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they got like some radio shows. So. Oh, yeah? Interesting. Yeah, we he was one of our favorite. We always find good fans to watch at indie shows and stuff. Yeah. People watching is half the fun. Yeah. All right, so talk to me about what we're going to see on Sunday. Uh, there's two pre-show matches, which is Coven Death Dolls. Oh, boy. I'm not super excited about that. Oh, let's go Coven. Yeah, I'll take Coven to retain as well. Uh then Champagne Singh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And Shara. Yes. Versus Ooh. Heath and Rhino. Um I feel like that's Heath and Rhino. I do, but like what I'm trying to think what's the point of giving them a win and maybe they're gonna actually But it's Shara. There's another guy. Like, how many years can you be a wrestler and not be good at it? Um, okay, I'll take the other ones just for fun. Okay. It's probably a stupid, I'm stupid pick. I'm gonna forget, but but anyways, okay. you could write it down. Where there's paper and stuff, right? Anyways, yeah. just remember. Uh, Team Bully versus Team Dreamer, which is the hardcore war. Who's on Team Dreamer? Uh, Yuya Yamura. Oh, nice. Uh, Gujar, Killer Kelly, and Kaz. I like Killer Kelly. 
And Tommy Dreamer. That wasn't clear. <laughs> Not Tommy Dreamer. Um, who do I take in this? I'm going to go Dreamer, I guess. I'm going to go Dreamer because I want this to end. And I think that's the only way is if, yeah. if the faces I win, I guess. Right. So I guess it could be like a bloody whatever. Could be a crazy match, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I like some of the people in it. So mm. uh, Design versus Hendry, Dango and Cynthia Morella. Gross. I assume the design loses. They don't win very much. Angels takes the pin. Calling it. Sorry, it's Santino and who? Hendry and Tango. Uh, I'm going to say the design win. Because why the heck should those other three win? Design needs to win. Design. <laughs> that is a very compelling argument. But I'm going to... I'll say the design <laughs> actually right. win. They're um, going to throw them a bone, if you will. Edwards versus PCO, last uh, rights match. That feels like it has to be Eddie Edwards. Really? Because I don't think this continues. But doesn't shouldn't PCO get his revenge? I don't because he's been leaning into this like he's a monster thing. So I don't even know who the baby face is here. PCO. I guess. Because like, Eddie did run him over like, or like Alicia or did. I'm gonna PCO. I'll take Eddie Edwards just because okay. I don't know. Because you love Alicia. I do love Alicia and Eddie Edwards, to be honest. Um Miguel Gresham Bailey. Ooh, Miguel yeah, Gresham Bailey. take Bailey for no reason. I'll take Miguel to retain, although I hope you're right. They never should have taken the belt off Mike Bailey. What were they doing? They gave it to Kaz. Because he was having an amazing run. I don't know. I feel there's something up with that. Like, they didn't think they could sign him or, you know what I mean? They don't want to be like, he's the longest reigning champion. Everybody's not here. I, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. I'll take uh, Um, Ultimate Miguel. X, ABC mm -hmm. versus MCMG. I'll take ABC. I don't think it's time to take it off of them. Machine guns don't need it. They've Machine had it. Machine guns are undefeated in Ultimate X, though. So that will be the feather in the cap for I'll, the young ones. I'll take ABC as well. Yeah, I think they win. Uh, Grace Perrazzo. Um, Kind of excited about that. I love both of them. I'll take Grace. I'm not fully confident. I will take Perrazzo. Saw that coming. Because I feel like Jordan Grace might be dedicating a lot of the time to this bodybuilding stuff that she's doing really well in. And she might not be around as much as they want the champion. How do you like that logic? Boom. And anything else? Macklin Kushida for it's, the vacant title. It's Macklin time, baby. Macklin. I just think he's... I don't know. Kushida's clearly the one filling in in this match. He wasn't supposed to be in the match, right? So I find it hard to believe they're going to... I don't think Macklin would have won if it was Alexander. I'm not convinced either, but... But I think this makes it Macklin. I think so, too. And then you can do whatever when Alexander gets back. So I'm just hoping for, you know, like, even three of those matches being really, really good and a lot yeah, of Yeah, I'm just hoping it's solid because we're far from that golden age. Yes, but. we are. We're in the second row this time. Not that there's... It's funny because the venue looks decent on TV, but there's really... I'm going to count, but, like, there's only, what, like, four rows deep? Something most, like that. Most spots. And then maybe those little bleachers right beside the entrance ramp, they try and make it look... They do a good job of making it look like there's more people than I there like are. I the, like the, the LED board that goes around. Yeah, it's a cool-looking venue, so hopefully it's as, as nice as we remember. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, there is... You said there's nothing for figuring it out this week. No, no updates. no. So a little bit shorter than usual this week. You're not feeling well, buddy. So I hope you feel better for episode 143. Sorry, 144. This is 143. It is. So we'll definitely be back next Saturday with episode 144. I don't think there's anything in the works unless we something crazy happens on Sunday and we feel like talking about it. But we'll definitely talk about, what is it, Rebellion? 
and our experience at the live show. We'll talk about that next week, if not before. So hopefully we'll see you in all back hotel. here. What's that? In the hotel. Oh, next week might be hotel bound. That's right. Might be recording and publishing in a hotel. Fun. So yeah, um, we look forward to seeing you all again then. Bring some friends to listen with you. Tell somebody about us. Help us promote ourselves because we don't do it at all. We're just seeing what happens if you start a podcast and don't promote it at all that's, for a really niche topic. That's the ex accidental, uh, that's our accidental um, tactic. That's right. It's genius. It's working out real well for us. But anyways, um, we will see you all back here next Saturday. And until then, everybody, take care.